1: Hello, welcome to episode twenty. Yes, episode twenty. Uh we've got the milestone of the uh leading off podcast. As always, I am
0: Matthew Braun, we're talking to you over here. Yes, Cooper Carlson here for episode twenty and we are in the midst of we're gonna do a twins podcast despite being in the midst of some great Minnesota time that isn't the twins. The gophers are you know, they're, they're ranked team for the first time ever. Not really, but Timberwolves are doing fine. Vikings are 6-2. and two. The Wild and, uh, you know, so the Twins, we just going to talk about them. <laughs> why not? Of course.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, is a, it is a bit funny because I literally did text you yesterday because uh, I realized that the Vikings were the Sunday night game. And that's usually when, when we record, and we both were on the same page as in we cannot do this. We have to do it earlier. <laughs>
0: Right, we're doing this during a Wolves game, after a Gophers game, and before a Vikings game. Just trying to squeeze this in here, get it when we can do it. And, but, I mean, no, we're really both excited to talk about this Twins off season. It's been exciting. So oh, far, yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the notoriously fun offseason that is baseball. Yeah, it's
0: quite something. So,
1: yeah, we'll be talking about that a lot of – actually, a fair amount of things did happen over the last two weeks since we've last recorded. So, we're talking about that. The start of free agency – We'll be talking about the qualifying offer, what was extended, what wasn't extended. Uh, Cooper and I will be talking about uh, what in our eyes will constitute a successful off-season. going over some extension candidates, and then going into some of the moves that actually happened, uh, talk about uh, the claim of Matt Whistler. Uh, we'll be mm. talking about Martin Perez's option not being picked up. Uh, we'll be talking about Steven Gonzalez being claimed by the Mets. We'll be talking about Cole Stewart being outrighted and electing pregnancy. agency. Uh, Tanner Swanson being poached by the Yankees. Jeremy Hefner interviewing for the Mets pitching coach spot. And then we have actually a fair amount of fan questions. I'm very, very happy at how that turned out because uh, it could have been frightening if we didn't have a decent amount. And
0: yeah, notice how as soon as I put out the uh, that we need questions, they started rolling in. Pretty good. Oh, okay. All right. You're going to
1: take credit for this.
0: No, I'm just playing. I don't
1: know. It's all good. Yeah. All right, I see it. So, like I said, free agency officially starts, uh, although, of course, baseball free agency means basically nothing. So uh, I don't even know. I actually uh, checked, and I believe the first move made last year was, like, November 20th, and that was, like, Kurt Suzuki signing a two-year deal with the Nats. So uh, we're still quite a ways away from any significant move from happening unfortunately. Right.
0: Well, Darren O'Day was picked up. I mean, what do you what do you consider significant? I mean, that's pretty big.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, the the Braves did the uh the brave thing where they just pick up two Yeah, cuz they they re-signed Darren O'Day and then re-signed Nick Martakis and then right. they're probably going to call it an off season. Um <laughs> that'll that'll be it from them.
0: That's pretty aggressive. I like it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I
1: like dunking on the Braves cuz they are the uh financial flexibility champions and that's always fun.
0: Yeah, I suppose that is always fun. That's what baseball is about, now, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Financially, we we can't be spending money like we're <laughs> trying to win ball games here. All Right. Let's right. just ignore the team that won the World Series spent five hundred million on their pit on their starting rotation. Well, let's let's ignore that because that did happen. That's wonderful. Fake news. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can learn lessons from that. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe.
0: I don't know. I mean. You know, some teams try and trade away bookie bets and see where that gets them or Francisco Lindor, whatever it takes to oh win, I guess. is it, it, it is
1: awfully ridiculous. I I'm, I do use the word ridiculous. I think that's a perfect word for, like, some of the things that are being discussed. It's like we went through this crap last offseason, the same thing with the Indians talking about, like, Kluber, Bauer, and uh, a lot of other guys like that where they're like, oh, maybe they trade him away. And it's like, they. I get the reason why I, c- I yeah. see it, but it's so incredibly stupid. Why, why, what, Yeah. when you're looking at a decision think... and it's like, spend $20 million to improve our garbage outfield, create <laughs> a generational starting pitcher because we don't want to do that. Hmm. Like, like you see what I'm getting at.
0: Definitely. And I think I actually am in the boat that I would be surprised if Mookie Betts isn't moved. But with Lindor, I, I'm going to say that every year until his contract's up and he's signed by someone else. <laughs> I don't think he's getting yeah.
1: traded. I don't. I mean, if he does get traded, wouldn't surprise me if they just burn that stadium down. I couldn't blame him.
0: Right. Yeah. It's 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 rough. I mean, I'm glad it's yeah. the Indians out of all teams because I don't like the Indians. So do what you want, I guess. <laughs> the the
1: Indians not spending certainly does uh, significantly help the Twins in that capacity. Doesn't help that way, well, though. It's uh, certainly not, which is kind of where. You know, the the baseball fan part of uh, me comes out where I'm right. like, can we not? Can we mm-hmm. – let's not trade Lindor to the
0: Dodgers. Let's just, like, not. Right, yeah. Like, so. I just don't get it. I, yeah. I so, yeah. it's yeah. been a there rough you go. start.
1: It, yeah, not, not a great start. And – uh, what What is it like the Cubs were already like we're probably not going to spend money despite the fact they have more money than Jesus. And then, oh like, my God. Uh, yeah, the Red Sox are conservative. I think the Cardinals were like we're not going to add more. And it's like every, no one's even
0: signed, and we already have teams, like, making excuses. It's kind of ridiculous. I do like the uh, the Padres, though. They're like they've got Hosmer on this awful contract, and they've got, I mean, Machado, who rightfully deserves what he's got, but he's getting 30 mil. And they're like, yeah, well, we'll just get another one of those. It's season. We can handle that. That's great. Good for yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, I do yeah, respect
1: that. Uh the Padres did that. I think the uh, the Reds have said they're gonna be aggressive, so I'm like, Hey, Angels. thank you, please. Oh, Angels, yeah. They're gonna be looking after Garrett Cole. Um
0: Yankees I, are somehow a like toss up. I don't know what they're gonna do. I,
1: I was about to mention the Yankees, where I'm like, I I mean they haven't been aggressive,
0: surprisingly. Right. Like they
1: they were conservative trying to sign Patrick Corbin, like under I think undercut him by like twenty mil compared to what he actually got. And it's it's weird. I mean, I don't see him signing Cole. If you just look at the history of uh, what Cashman has done recently, so
0: I, a weird time. Yeah, yeah. It's like I've heard there's rumors about like players among and I don't know re- retired players like Sabathia trying to recruit Cole. But it comes down to if the front office wants to, and they just haven't shown that they have. And <laughs> even though they're the New York Yankees with enough money to do whatever they want, it seems. They like rolling out. It, I don't know. It's it's weird. I I do enjoy that we're now in recruitment season, which we saw last <laughs> year with Machado
1: when the when the White Sox signed like his brother-in-law, like his best friend, and didn't think to just offer him three hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: yeah, that was something. I, I no, it, it, was, it, it was like it was a 20. backup catcher. Um, I, I don't remember his name.
1: I think uh, it was, like, that's younger awesome. Alonzo and Johnny right, yeah, or something so. like that. Yeah,
0: those for the two. That was – instead of offering money, they signed two aging, not very good veterans to try to get Machado on their team. And,
1: and then guess what? He went to the place that offered him 30 million a year. I'm, for one of shocked.
0: For one I <laughs> Right. Went to the place that offered him money. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. Again, paid to live in San Diego. How about that? <laughs> Honestly. Uh, speaking of that, like I guess the, I'm going to jump on basketball, but the, the weather matters because the Wolves are trying to sign D'Angelo Russell, and then he said this week he didn't go to the uh, to the Zimmeros because it was too cold. and The Warriors' place was really warm, so I guess that plays uh, a, plays a role in sports. I guess. Now
1: you do bring up an interesting point, and uh, we are somewhat bloated on this episode, so maybe we talk about that uh, the next one, but. Uh, the decision-making process regarding a uh, player's signing. And I do have an interesting take regarding that, but I'm, I'm going to save it for later. So I guess that's okay. a teaser. I didn't even, didn't even intend to do that, but there you go. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that's great. All right, can't well, wait. Uh, oh, yeah, I know you can't wait. So uh, let's let's get back on track, I think. Uh, so well, one of the moves that did happen over this last week, it was uh, Jacob Rizzi who extended the qualifying offer, which didn't come as a surprise to, I think, anyone. Of course, the qualifying offer works basically as a franchise tag, a one-year deal. I believe this year it's $17.8 million. Um, I believe it actually went down from last year, which is somewhat surprising. And so if Odorizzi rejects it, then he becomes a free agent. uh, The Twins could still sign him if they wanted to. Uh, The only thing is if any other team tries to sign him, they have to give up a draft pick and all that fun stuff. And teams now really value that third-round pick for whatever reason. Because baseball draft picks, are notorious for working out
0: the time. Uh yeah. Uh so. I, I hate the qualifying offer. I mean it's I guess I can understand it somewhat, but it's the last few years at least it's just gotten in the way. Like when Dallas Keiko and Craig Kimbrell signed three months into the season, you got a problem here and uh now that it's like for players I think it's the smart move for a guy like Jacob Rosie to take the qualifying offer. I mean you're making nearly eighteen mil for one year. And next year you won't have this attached. I'm assuming he'll pitch well again. So I think it's smart for them at this point to just take it and bet on them. Bet on themselves a year later because they're not going to get paid with this attached to them.
1: Yeah, now, which you're right. But it's I mean it's ridiculous.
0: Like right, I said, yeah. the
1: the third round pick that you lose, and you look at like other. You look at players drafted in the third round. and You're like, okay, so like the one in ten chance that that player even makes the majors, that's worth like not spending money on this one player who, uh, let me tell you, is a current major league player who's very good. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, it is like, like, like the fetishization of
0: prospects has gone right. too far. You're projecting that player to be better than signing a guy like Dallas Keuchel. Like, you're projecting your mid-third-round pick to be better than signing Dallas Keuchel, which, yeah. I mean, no, I don't know about that, but
1: it's, Dallas it's like is what, not a bad pitcher. If I want to put it in, like, Lehman's terms, it's basically, like, if to use an actual example, it's like, would you rather have Diego de Rizzi right now or Matt Walner right now? It's like, I like Matt Walner. as a prospect. But sure. he's just a prospect.
0: So, and it's, right. You know, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, awesome, I'd so. yeah, much rather have Odorizzi right now if that's really what it came down to. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's rough. So. Yeah, it sucks. Well, we'll see. There is a,
1: a limit on or is some sort of deadline as far as uh, they can uh, yeah. and reject it. Four days from now. Four days from now. All right. So we'll be hearing from Ben. Uh, Odorizzi, it wouldn't surprise me if he accepted it, it wouldn't surprise me if he rejected it. So I could. Really see it going out of the way. Obviously, as a, a person who roots for the Twins, I'd like to see him accept it. Cause, uh, um, that would help the Twins. He's a good pitcher. There's not a whole lot of starting
0: pitchers on the Twins right now. It's a, it's a match made that's, in heaven. Right. I think it would – yeah, I mean, I would love he accepted. absolutely. And if he doesn't, I don't think he'll get 18 mil per year. I, like, I think that's for sure not going to happen. Probably somewhere around three years, 42 million if he declines. So. Twins would probably be willing to go there as well. So I guess we'll see where that goes. But, yeah, I I'd that. love to see him accept it.
1: Also, uh, this is not related to Twins. Did you see that the Giants
0: offered it to Will Smith? Yeah, they, that's going to ruin his market.
1: They put a qualifying offer on a relief pitcher.
0: Yep, Why yes, would you do that? And Yeah, no one's going to go for him now. Literally no team. Oh,
1: certainly not. not, no. He is, and he'll be
0: making 17.8 mil as a reliever. Yeah, it's kind of, like, for him, it's probably, like, if
1: he likes it in San Fran, he probably isn't complaining, but, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's just strange.
0: I don't get that. Yeah, that that was a, definitely the strangest one, the one that was, like, glaring, like, obvious, except if he likes it there. Yeah. And I think it'll happen, actually, <laughs> when you're paying 18 mil for a reliever, though. What are you doing? They're still trying to rebuild and then they just go throw this out there.
1: <laughs> I, I cannot figure out what the Giants are doing. Although, yeah, I guess fair. it's kind of working. We had a decent year, so maybe we don't think and Anyways, moving on, we we're talking about uh, you know, our ideas and what would constitute a successful off season. Uh, I mainly brought this up because I've been seeing a lot of discourse regarding this, and specifically as it relates to the uh, the money that will be spent and what, what the cutoff for a successful uh, off season regarding that is, and well, I guess I'm just gonna dive pet first anyway because I brought it up. But uh, for me personally, I don't like just having the arbitrary payroll number to be uh, my guide as far as a successful offseason. Because I feel like that ignores a lot of nuance and ignores a lot of uh, you know moves, and it it, it kind of just like brings everything into one number. And it's like you can't just analyze it using that. It is an important number, and there is like a, a point where you're like, okay, this is ridiculous. It's too low. But um, I feel like the, the answer to this question is a lot more uh, vague than just saying this one specific thing. So a, a successful off season to me would be they made uh, strong and aggressive attempts and hopefully successful uh, uh, signings regarding impact players. Specifically, as it pertains to starting rotation, this could also include, you know, getting creative. If you want to, do, if you want to go to like the Anthony Rendon or Josh Donaldson route, or something like that. Uh, mainly, it's just that that one word I used: aggressive. I want to see an aggressive off season, and uh, that's rare in these days, and it's kind of uh, somewhat rare even for the Twins under uh, Falvey and Levine over the last two years. But uh, that that is kind of what I'm looking at.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think you actually hit nail right on the head. It's really just – Oh, nice. Yeah, of course. I'd love oh, to awesome. see them make – I I need to see them make efforts to spend. I don't want to see them be one of the teams that just kind of tries to be creative. I mean, sure, it might work, but I want to know what else might work, signing Zach Wheeler and Anthony Rendo. <laughs> that, I think that would work better than a Martin Perez, Michael Pineda-type project where you – Low signings, cheap, see what you got. And I don't want any Martin Perez-type signings this year. I want guys who are – because your window is open. You're going – you're coming off a 100-win season. Make the moves to improve and get past the Yankees in the first round. You know, like make the moves for the playoffs, I guess. Obviously, I think everyone would say that. But it's just – I still have doubt, I guess, that they're going to – take a less aggressive approach than most of us would want, which seems very likely.
1: Well, so the first thing I want to say is uh, when you were talking, I was reminded of this wonderful uh, Craig Goldstein tweet where he was like, uh, the athletics make a bunch of moves to get slightly worse but also slightly cheaper. Everyone's like, hmm, yes, I can see it. The Nat <laughs> uh Max Scherzer. Hmm, I don't get it at all. It's like that's kind of – yeah. The- that is the mindset some of us have. We're like, why why on earth would this team make an attempt to get better? This
0: doesn't make any sense. Uh,
1: no, you're right. Uh, uh, make moves as far uh, – make moves to get past me in the first round. That is kind of the mindset they should be looking at. And, and I agree. I don't want to see any Martin Perez, let's uh, sign this guy and improve him. No, 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 no. How about let's just sign the guy that's already improved and just cut out the middleman because – um there can there can be trouble if you try and improve Martin Perez.
0: <laughs> yeah, we saw how that went. I mean, it was a good shot, I guess it worked for like 3 days and then they had to just move on and put no, not really, about a month or two months oh. but yeah, and I mean, you hated it more than anyone I've ever met, which is it's hilarious, but uh <laughs> Yeah, um if they take the conservative approach, what I'd say, what is the minimum payroll you'd want them to be at? Oh, after I just spent, like, five minutes talking about how much I hated
1: the payroll numbers. Yeah, the I I, asked, I guess, huh? like,
0: like, not just if they're under this payroll, like, then it's inexcusable, I guess, if you know what I mean. I'd say somewhere in the neighborhood of, like,
1: 140 to 150, I guess is probably where I'd put it off the top of my head. Oh,
0: really? That's where you – like, that's the minimum? Like, they have to at least be there? Is that is that surprising or, like – I don't think they're going to – I honestly don't think they're going to hit, like, 140. I think they're staying in the 130s. Well, now, what I would like to
1: see, what is probably going to happen, is two different things, you understand
0: this. Oh, I get Yeah, I suppose you're right. Yep, yeah, my bad. But uh, I just totally destroyed my own question with what I said. But, yeah, I guess. So, I'm surprised the minimum for you then is 140. For me, it'd probably be 125. Like, if they're below that, and I'm really worried. But oh, I guess okay. I can see it work. I know. But this is just what combined with what I expect at the same time.
1: You seem very easy
0: to please. <laughs> well, not really. I'll still be beyond furious if no i'm just kidding uh it'll suck if it's not at like 135 or higher but i don't think it's happening just based on what we've seen they've made comments that they will spend and go for the big names eventually when they when their window is open such as it is right at this moment as we're talking but i i don't know i'd like to see it first if you know you know what i mean yeah yeah,
1: no, I'm I'm with you there. It's like they, they've talked it up so far over the last few weeks, but it's like over the history of the Twins, it just hasn't happened. So you kind of have to see it before you you take people's words for it. Even though I I like uh, what they've done under the new front office, and I like the that right. they did, I do have to have some evidence before.
0: Yeah, I'm all for them. I mean, I've loved most of what they've done, and I like you know. And for years, they've turned us from a 101 loss team to a 101 win team, like. You don't just do that on accident, so I trust what they're doing. But I like big names on my team as well. So let's let's go here.
1: Also, I, I like having good starting pitching.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I do have to say, I don't know if Farias every day will cut it for me. <laughs> he's just gonna—he's gonna be the first pitcher to throw a, a thousand <laughs> innings, right and here, just uh-huh. in the era
0: where pitchers don't really touch like one eighty. Yeah, yeah.
1: So. There's that. Good discussion. Uh, the next topic we talking about extension candidates. And uh, I believe there's already uh, – I couldn't remember off the top of my head who wrote it but on Twins Daily, uh, an article mm-hmm. regarding this. This is kind of where I got the idea from. Because uh, I think uh, considering last year, this might be the era of just, like, buying out arbitration years. Uh, just looking at the metric, like, cum of extensions that were signed, guys like Aaron Nola, Luis Severino, even on the Twins. You know, you had Polanco and Kepler. Uh, So, it would not surprise me if we saw more of them on the Twins this year. And going down the list, I think I don't know, you'll probably agree with this just because this is, you know, we agree on everything. But uh, (laughs) I think number one on my list, as far as I want this guy to sign the extension, is definitely Jose Barrios.
0: Uh, Yeah, number one takes the same spot for me. Jose Barrios would be who I would expect to get an extension, if anyone. All right, cool. Uh, Next on that (laughs) list, uh,
1: probably I'd I'd be interested in an extension for Byron Buxton. There might be some mutual uh, um, interest there if Buxton considers, you know, the the injury is health situation. You might want to secure the bag before you don't have
0: any bag to secure. Buxton, for me, is someone I'd – would I would love to get you know a five-year deal in the Kepler Polanco type way but I think he's going to bet on himself this season and because he has the potential to be a a five war player you know top 20 in baseball really just based on what he did in a half season so if he can do that if he can put it all together and you know get those MVP votes again he is worth a lot more money and he probably knows that so but I'd love to do it
1: yeah this this is true it's I think 2020 will be an interesting year, uh, at least regarding that. If it's another year where you can't stay healthy, then mm. well, I don't yeah. even want to think of that. We'll, we'll, we'll pick that up where, when it happens. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. When it happens, not if. When it uh, Oh, wow. Okay. That's what you said. Not <laughs> mean. <laughs> I mean, I said <laughs> – did I say when? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, said you that. said when. All right. Well, yeah, I heard it.
1: There's a Freudian slip right there. Fortunate.
0: Oh, well. Beyond
1: that, I honestly don't know if there's anyone else. Cause I I know I was on record. I said I actually would not give an extension to Sano. not as an mm-hmm. insult to him, more as like how you know players of his caliber tend to age. And you sure. know I'm getting I'm getting Chris Davis flashbacks right now. <laughs> so I don't I, I'd ha, I'd be hesitant on that. I'd kind of just you know play it by ear up with him. And beyond that, really, a lot of the guys are already. Like extremely pre-arb, like Mitch Garver, and um, you know we've already traded Eddie Rosario on our mind, so I don't think I'm going to get him the an extension. <laughs> and what are you going to extend Luis Arias with his you know, less less than one what, year? What about
0: uh, Taylor Rogers?
1: Ooh, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Taylor Rogers, how many how many years does he have left? To suppose my
0: question. He's not a free agent until 2023, so. 2023? Yeah, that's actually a while. Jeez. Well, shoot, I'm, I'm not going to extend that. No, I, my I'm I fine said, with yeah. that. <laughs> Alright, so, but these guys live off arbitration, and yeah, I, I agree with you, at the uh, no, I think, just he's a, you know, he performed great yep. last year, but can you trust it to keep going for five years? You don't know.
1: Yep, don't know, so
0: as it really just came down to our two guys, we're extending <laughs> Barrios and Buxton. Pretty good. Even – and personally, I don't think Buxton t- – I would – I I guess I do expect Barrios to be extended because he's their only guy. <laughs> yeah. So they might just say to him, we like you. Here you go. He has a lot of money. So that's what I expect. But Buxton, I don't see happening. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think I agree with you. So – Unfortunately, we'll see how that we'll see how that plays out.
1: It'll be interesting. At the same time, I don't think any of us were expecting the Kepler and Placo extensions until it was like, right? I hey, some extensions not. might some extensions might be announced next week. Hey, the extensions are here. You're like, oh shoot, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> sometimes it happens like that. Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, Kepler was smart. Both of them were smart actually because they were really good. So good <laughs> job, twins. Yeah,
1: great, great job, twins. Thank you we Appreciate heard <laughs> so. that. So. Yeah, I, I'm glad uh, stefan definitely listening to this right now. So <laughs> uh, moving on, talking about the one of the other roster moves that were made, uh, there's a, a wafer claim made the other day. Matt Whistler was picked up. And, uh, you know, we're so deprived for any sort of, like, actual major league action that the second it happened, it was just all analysis on Twitter. Just like
0: fifty tweets on this, <laughs> on one reliever. It was it was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. Yeah, I think I texted you, I was like, This is insane. What is going on? Like I couldn't I was scrolling through Twitter. All I saw was Matt Weisler and just because that was the only thing we had for like a month. <laughs> yeah. It was outstanding. It's, yeah. It was like throwing red meat to a, a tiger den it was just like that's
1: precisely what it was. So uh this was a really interesting um, pickup, and I did know uh, Weisler because he pitched for the Mariners, and, of course, I'm the uh, the Mariner Moose, so I've seen him live uh <laughs> plenty of times. I did actually see him pitch. He opened when I went to a, a Tigers-Mariners game, which, yes, I went to a Tigers-Mariners game willingly in 2019. I don't know what oh, I was doing my. myself. So, hey, Matt Boyd is pitching. That is, like, the only good thing that happens. So Second half, Matt oh, Boyd. Is, well... Okay, I think that was second half, Matt Boyd. You got me there. So uh, Whistler is interesting. He was a top prospect for a while, um, pretty much as recent as 2017, I believe even. Uh, The the success hasn't really come from the major league level. Uh, He was
0: pretty much quickly
1: kicked out of a starting rotation role and put in a relief role. And uh, this is just so absurd that I love it. So 2015 is first year at the major league level. He threw a fastball 61.8% of the time. 2019 at the major league level, he threw a fastball 29.2% of the time. (laughs) And a slider 70.5% of
0: the time, uh, which is absurd to say. This is actually the most, the highest percentage of sliders out of anyone in baseball.
1: (laughs) Yeah, even higher than Sergio Romo,
0: which is really hard to think. Yeah, this guy – He could, I mean, it's not just, you know, he's someone who could actually make the bullpen, especially with the 26th spot if they tried to go an extra man in the bullpen. So, I guess they're thinking he's going to fit in. He, uh, 27 years old, 51 in the third innings last season with a 561 ERA, 63 strikeouts in the 51 innings. So, that's a solid sign. And I hope this is the only project they decide to pursue because, yeah. Let's see where it goes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We just talked about projects regarding it. I'm perfectly yep. fine with projects like this where it's like your eighth bullpen guy where it's like, you know, at that point it doesn't really matter too much. That's fair. he doesn't matter. That's kinda kinda came off wrong. <laughs> you get what I'm, you get what I'm saying. And yeah, like the grand sure. scheme of things, if you're like mad that they picked up a buy low, like last guy out of the bullpen, then I don't know what to tell you. So uh with Whistler it's interesting because uh, as it comes with throwing 70% sliders, the strikeouts went up, the swinging strike rate went up, but he still had some trouble. He was pretty much, like, deadly against righties, but uh, lefties he absolutely couldn't do anything against. Uh, his fastball was not very good. To say the least, it got crushed, and he has basically no change up to speak of. So he is quite literally a one-pitch pitcher. So it's, it's going to take some... I say so, it's going to take probably a lot of work to mold uh, something really, like, usable out of him, but I could see it happening still because, I mean, you look at the strikeouts and you're like, okay, something is here.
0: There has to be, right? Yeah, I mean, you'd think so. Uh, with the new rule, is it next year where you have to face at least three batters? It is, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, so that might be tough for a guy like him who – actually has an inability to get a left-handed batter out. <laughs> it's yeah. come in, hope you get three, I mean, you'd come in with three righties, obviously. And although, I mean, I guess it's, if it's in the middle of an inning or something, but with two outs. But, you know, it's rough when you can't get a left-handed batter out. Hopefully you can fix that a little. But <laughs> the role will be there if at if it is there, maybe the Twins didn't do anything else to address the bullpen, you know? This could just be he's the last guy that we have available, and we're going to see where it goes. Well,
1: yeah, but like I said, at the same time, it's like he's kind of just in that like like I'll bunch him and like Trevor Hildenberger and like Ryan Harper and those Mm -hmm. guys together, and it's like essentially what is the difference between all of them? I I don't mean to be rude, but it's like – if if you're bickering over that kind of stuff, I, I really don't know what to tell you. It, it doesn't really matter too much. So, uh, just to put the yeah. numbers on it, because I said lefties crushed him. Uh, lefties slugged 600 against him this year. Oh, my God. Uh, which is somewhat absurd, actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Really bad. It ain't bad. good.
1: I can tell you that much. It ain't good. Hmm.
0: Yeah, well, it uh, I don't know where to go from there. It's just that's just
1: rough. <laughs> yeah. Just uh,
0: I guess, like you said,
1: pray that no lefty ever shows up. It's oh, really, boy. A, really, all you can do. But it'll it'll be interesting. I assume we'll hear uh, once we get closer to spring training. Maybe some adjustments he's made. Whether it's I uh, I don't know, fixed mechanics or I a new pitch a or more. yeah, three of them. <laughs> maybe or maybe bump that number up to the 80s. <laughs> just why not? Uh, who not? Yeah, I mean let's let's see how far this goes. Let's you know, right. we're really testing this elbow tend at this point. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll see. It it'll be interesting, I guess. And I I won't think too much of it. Just don't overthink this move. It's a move like yes, we've been teams do this for all time. two weeks. <laughs> yeah, we've really been itching for it. That speaks more to the status of like
0: the off season in general, but yeah. And I think we got a good four or five minutes on Matt Weisler. So Matt, is it Weisler or Weisler? I uh, hope it's Weisler because that's what I pronounce it as. I'm gonna call him Weiler, silent S.
1: Weiler, oh, silent S. I like the
0: move. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm, right. I'll call him uh, Matty Dubs. How about that? Matt, I like that. That's also good. We got nicknames, Matty Dubs. Back at all it. Right. Look. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> throw throwback to when we did the nickname games.
1: Yeah. Only real OGs will remember that. Uh, <laughs> we bring that back for next year, Matt Whittler Oh god! definitely
0: Maddie Dubs. <laughs> Unless he's horrible because Dubs is wins, so. Uh,
1: yeah, that would be tragic. You can't be bad and have a nickname. You can't You can't do that. It was kind of like the same thing when I was watching uh, the Gophers in Penn State. <laughs> Sean Clifford, Penn State's quarterback, had like a bunch of eye black on. I'm like, you can't oh. look like that and then also <laughs> throw three picks in the same game. So then you just oh, look bad. like a jackass, right?
0: Yeah, he, he – he was looking good. He was like Baker Mayfield. You know, you get old, you look great, but yeah. you suck. You're just awful. Yeah, he, he was feeling dangerous, but so <laughs> were his interceptions. So. Right. Oh, boy. Yeah. A, I'd never watched open football until yesterday. <laughs> fun stuff. I never wanted it, a team it. to win more. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I watched it off and on, but no oh, boat, I didn't even mean for that.
0: Uh, Ooh. But, yeah,
1: yeah. Matt making unintentional puns. Yeah, I, I I'd never
0: been more invested in anything.
1: I did. Yeah, I loved it. was wonderful.
0: I didn't know who any of these guys were. I was like, yep, this is my state. This is my team. This is who I've always wanted. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. That is wonderful. Oh. It's fun, fun stuff. Uh,
1: so going back on actual baseball stuff maybe. Ooh. So another choice that was made was Martin Perez's option was not picked up. And there was a prompt party thrown in my household <laughs> with uh, celebrations and banners and pizza. And it was, it was just wonderful. So uh, he will not be on the Twins next year. I just had not thought unless they recite him, but I just threw up in my mouth. So uh, I'm going to very much assume he is not going to be on the Twins. And if he is, then I might just
0: avoid watching baseball entirely. That's, I mean, that's more than fair. I will ask you one question, just for old time's sake. Season off, did Martin Perez do his job?
1: No. (laughs) Well, there you go. No. The finale finale of that (laughs) question. The answer is That's
0: officially dead now. It's gone. (laughs) Yeah, it has been shot and thrown in the river. (laughs) And thank God for that. Oh, I love it. All right. I think that's all we need to do, really, for that news. I think. I think we covered that pretty well. Yeah,
1: I'm good. I'm good. I don't have anything else. Uh, Quite possibly. Actually, not quite possibly, but what is more interesting is the next thing we're talking about. Because this actually did surprise me when I saw it happen was that Stephen Gonzalez was claimed by the
0: Mets. Yeah, I had (laughs) no idea this was, like, I didn't think Gonzalez was, like, I had heard nothing about this. Did you, like, at all?
1: Well, and, and I thought back to when we talked about 40-man uh,
0: casualties. I don't think either of us mentioned gonzalves No. I, it's mm. kind of weird. When I think about it, I Like, it doesn't seem that odd that he was let go, I guess, cause just based on how last year went. But neither of us even considered it also. so It's a bit strange. Yeah. It,
1: it was odd. I mean, it wasn't even a move that like needed to occur because he still had an option. So if they wanted mm-hmm. to like, have him chill in AAA, they could have just done that.
0: But – no, off you go. Just thanks, I guess. Yeah, it was it was weird because I mean his 2019 was weird. He spent some time in the majors in 2018, looked horrible, had a walk per nine of like eight, and then only 13 total innings in the in the minors in 2019 due to just constant injury. I guess they probably didn't see any spot for him. Well, obviously, and they've got a. Fairly deep farm system now with this new front office, so I guess they're just not fans of Steven Gonzalez. You think it's the? I, I bet it's the last name. They don't like the V. They don't know how to pronounce it all the time. <laughs> they it's, like, it's too much. Uh, that is true. Yeah, I've seen quite the
1: array of spellings of his last name. <laughs>
0: exactly. Uh,
1: now, I, I think what the key for him was not just the injury, but it was elbow injury, and mm-hmm. you never like to see that on pitchers. That's kind of the. Uh, the reddest of flags that could ever exist. So he yeah, missed, I mean, like you said, he threw all 12 innings, so missed the vast majority of the, the minor league uh, season due to that. So either they're just worried about that, that he'd never recover. They didn't think he'd ever be affected at the major league level, uh, probably some combination of both. And they're just like, all right, we don't even want to, like, attempt to, you know, wait this out. It's not worth the trouble, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is, yeah. He was just, you know, maybe one year ago, two years ago, one of the most highly touted pitching prospects in the Twins organization. But when you looked at it, say, a week before he was released, did his name even pop up in your mind in terms of, like, Twins starting pitching in the minors? I I mean, not really. And that's kind of why –
1: Right, yeah, that's why when you when you think about it more, you're like, well, okay, kind of makes sense because you're like, well, he's behind Smelter, he's behind Domnak, he's behind Gratterall. And you dig deeper, you're like, all right, well, then he's behind Belisovic, he's behind Duran, he's behind, right. and
0: okay, need I go on? Like, you, you, you get it. Get <laughs> exactly. So and yeah, not, not, know, trust, trust me, me I, I could, could go. I that might could go, go too. Off, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, and you know, not all those guys will even get a shot. As I was saying, like, they'll sign guys up free agency, trade for guys, so. There's really no place he was ever gonna emerge. It seems so. Oh well. <laughs> well, uh, it, it seems like he's gonna go the way of
1: Felix Jorge. Um. He oh, had no, better yeah. luck than he did.
0: Is yeah, there. yan that that.
1: uh, Sure, that's what I did that, Yeah.
0: <laughs> Pretty good. So yeah,
1: the no, other pitch. other pitching move that was made, uh, which. Mm, it it didn't surprise me as much as my heart would like to say it did, was uh, Cole Stewart was outrighted, and then he elected free agency, so he is a free agent right now. Uh, I I know I got a lot of shit for being, like, the only Cole Stewart believer ever, I guess. So, uh, I do have to admit, when you only strike out, what, like, three per nine at the major league level, chances are you're not going to uh, be back at the major league level. Uh,
0: Yeah, that makes sense because he was really ineffective on the – he's kind of the same boat as Gonzalez. They just didn't really see a place for him with all the depth they have now. And Mm -hmm. I have no problem with that. As I expressed to you a while back, I wasn't the most fond guy of Cole Stewart and his performance on the mound. So not. I'm not too upset about this one. Yeah, I mean – I, I was a
1: fanboy, but you look at the numbers for more than two seconds. You're like, yeah, they not <laughs> like 4.94 K per nine over his major career, 62 innings. Uh, you know, almost walked as much as he struck out. Really, the only like like good thing was the ground ball rate, 51.2%. It's pretty good, but you
0: need more than yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. Because that was all he had going for. Like he was just getting hit and not striking out. He was walking people. He didn't have any standout moments this last year, and a lot of guys did, so he's the odd man out. Uh, did have a, the standout mo- moment of being the
1: last guy in the
0: bullpen against the Yankees and then being the guy that lost the game. Oh, yeah, just like the refusal to put him in until they absolutely needed to, and then, of course, yeah. everything went as expected. Yeah, it happens, so it's rough. was out, he'd
1: probably latch on to a minor deal somewhere, and then, We'll see where that goes. I I don't know. Yeah, we're all really sad. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Okay. All right. So moving <laughs> on. The uh, this was this was actually very unfortunate. It kind of pissed me off when it happened. The Yankees, but uh, Tanner Swanson. Of course, we all know him because he was the catcher whisperer over the off season. Uh, had Mitch Garver single handedly go from one of the worst defensive catchers to average to above average in a lot of categories, which in and of itself seems like a minor miracle. And uh p- pretty much any time there was like an article talking about this guy or any other one any you know other coach, player talking about him, it sounded like he was a fantastic coach, it was just, you know, phenomenal at communication and having players understand what was being asked of them. But of course that means he has to go to other places. It was poached by the Yankees. And uh, I believe now he's some sort of infield quality control type of coach. Uh He's going to be in the dugout, I believe, is why the Twins couldn't, like, block him or, you know, do whatever political BS teams have to do regarding coaches. So uh,
0: it is a pretty big loss, I will say that. I pictured block him as, like, just, like, not letting him leave his office, blocking him out so he can't get out. <laughs> yeah. And a quite literal blockade. They just, like, that's what I pictured, so that's why I said laughing. But anyway, uh, yeah, well, that's this is what happens when you, uh, with the Yankees, like, this is what happens when you beat them in the playoffs, like the Twins did consistently, when you the Yankees see that and go, what can we do to make ourselves better so we can finally beat this team? Oh, man. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> now this is rough. They just, they take everything. I hate them. Yeah, but they made Mitch, he made Mitch Garber into a, uh, literally one of the greatest single season catchers of all time. So, good for him. And yeah, that's something you want on your team. Yeah, I believe this was the Yankees looking at him and we're just like, "All right, can you do this with uh this Gary Sanchez dude over here?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz it's known that he can't really catch well despite being a catcher. So, we're going to see what uh what he can do. <laughs> that that is an interesting
1: uh, dichotomy there. When your job name is catcher, catcher, right?
0: But but yet, you know. <laughs> oh wow! It's like uh, I'm not even gonna. It's like Cole Stewart and pitcher. Oh. Oh wow. Oh, I, I, wow. Sorry, I'm done. No, really? I'm done, Cole Stewart.
1: Now that he's done, really no, I'm now
0: done. I just had to get one Jeez. more. I messed up, dude. It's my bad. Sure Hello, you, I said you know what's.
1: Um, I certainly have that's why I got roasted by Jeremy Athel, so right. uh, <laughs> never forget oh, um uh, what's honestly kind of weird about Gary Sanchez is he's had like good framing numbers actually in his career. It's just he is the weirdest player. his babbitt is like in the toilet. he was just awful the second half. what a weird player, what a strange player,
0: I think yeah, a lot of it has to do with like he just allows a odd. Like an oddly large amount of pass balls, which just you know he doesn't catch it or something. But yeah, the framing I guess is all right, and the hitting he hits lots of home runs, but there's a lot to be desired there for sure. Like what can you? He can improve. Yeah, which is why the Yankees took him. Right.
1: uh, (laughs) Damn it. We'll see how the the Twins replace him. They're going to have to be doing a lot of that. Throw that on top of the already lost James Rowson. And, you know, potentially Derek Shelton and potentially on, mm. Jeremy Hefner, who was the bullpen coach this last year. He's been in the twin system for a little bit as uh, like a front office pitching help type of deal. They always got weird, complicated names, for this kind of stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. just last night it was announced he uh, interviewed for the Mets pitching coach spot. And, well, it he would be another big loss, Uh Again, Mike Swanson, whenever you hear, like, players or other coaches talking about him, it sounded like he really knew his stuff. He was really good at communication. I believe Kyle Gibson referred to him as the secret weapon or something like that. So, yeah, you'd hate to see him go, but, you know, that's what happens when these coaches are really good. Other teams
0: want them. Yep, and I'm sure, like, sometimes we say, will they go there? I'm sure if he is offered the pitching coach job over what he currently has, he will take it and he will leave. So, it's it's annoying, but I mean it's the Mets, uh, I hate it. It's like them they could also take Derek Shelton. wait they, the Mets love the no, it's, they got that one uh, yeah, Derek Shelton that. could be gone, but wrong team anyway, that's horrible because we're gonna lose like four coaches after our first good year in a decade, and now it's just everyone's gone, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, just
1: where it is is who Rocco Baldelli and Rudy Hernandez just standing there just like. <laughs> like that Will Smith like meme. Right, I was the to the bring that up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, of course he thought of a meme, as I did. Who would have thought?
1: That is okay. uh, where our brain is Who would have thought?
0: <laughs> but, oh, my
1: God. <laughs> oh, God. That's disgusting. All right. So, yeah, there, there's that. We'll, we'll see how that goes. That, that was the only thing I've heard of, uh, regarding Hefner interviewing for any pitching spot. He was actually a guy, I never mentioned it, but I, I thought more than anything teams would be looking at him. It sounded like he was more of like the second pitching coach, more than just like a, a traditional bullpen coach. So, uh, when the Twins pitching, which was actually really good last year, believe it or not, uh, takes that kind of step ahead, then it's not surprising to see teams follow. You know, who is helping that?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not surprising to see teams go for the guys that are, well, doing really good and coming from a system that can provide them with the information that the Twins have. So. It's annoying, but you got to deal with it. It'll happen every year. You're good. I'm sure the Astros have <laughs> you in with this. They, I heard they recently lost their assistant GM. So I'm sure he was. That was no, that was for a whole different thing. Yeah, is that what we're gonna get into? We're gonna talk about <laughs> that right now. I just <laughs> I wanted to roast him know. real quick. I had to roast the know about GM. Now, so well, he was very
1: glad they got Osuna. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> all I can say about that. Is, uh, what an idiot. Oh, God. That's all I got. What a,
1: hey, uh, yeah, hot take. Don't be a jackass. It, it'll Whoa. take you far in life. <laughs> it, surprisingly, believe it or not. So, let's see. Moving on, we got fan questions, a lot of them. And actually, one just came in like five minutes ago, so what? add to the list. So, let's see. We'll. I want to start with this one, because this was actually – uh, a really interesting one, I thought. This is from Andrew uh, Lutke. hope I was pronouncing that right. Um, we got two questions for you guys. How do you anticipate the Twins use the 26th spot on the roster in 2020? Do you think it will have an impact on how they make offseason moves? So this is actually something I've been thinking about for a while because, I, I mean, you know, you have you had an extra player now. That's going to affect you strategically. So how will they do that? Uh, I think – more, I think that'll open up a bench spot. I don't think they're going to go to, like, a nine-man bullpen. That seems a little ridiculous. So I think this will help more of, like, a, we talked about last year how it helped, like, Tyler Austin. Obviously, he's not with the team anymore, but players kind of like that. Uh, where now you can look to platoon more than just having a guy hold down a position. So I think that's how they're going to do it is going to be an extra bench spot maybe for platoon potentially.
0: Yeah, I think. I think you're right. I think that's why a lot of teams have been rumored to be interested in the guys like Howie Kendrick, who, you know, he was. I guess he was really good in the playoffs, but you don't know what you're getting with him. He's a good guy that can fit in your 26th spot because he's a utility man. and He's a Marwin Gonzalez type, I'd say, and that's what I think teams will be looking for with their 26th spot. Twins got that with Marwin, but I think you're right. Last year they would have been able to keep Tyler Austin, so. I don't know exactly what they're going to do. I do agree that it won't be pitching, though. It'll be a utility. Like, someone like Ronald Torres would have fit in this role.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, believe it or not, Howie Kendrick had a 146 WRC plus last year. So yeah, RC uh, did. Yeah.
0: I, I always know, had a right? bias is... against him and Azurbo Cabrera because I liked Brian Doja so much, so whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, that's fair. I mean, you thought the guy that started his career in 2006 would still be having a, you know, a career right.
0: you know, couldn't blame you there. So, and hitting it. That'll the biggest home run in Washington National history in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, let's see. next. One, well, I guess we brought up Howie Kendrick, so we're going to just talk
1: about this now. Uh, Cody Perkle, uh, mm-hmm. hear me out. The DFA Crone sign Howie Kendrick for first base slash utility. We don't have to DFA Crone. You can just non-tender him. Or if D F A would be kind of rude. <laughs> this is this is an aside, but I've always found like designated for assignment to be a hilarious statement when you think about it. Like, it's very official and very like like if you didn't have any context for it, you'd be like, okay, that doesn't sound too bad. Right. It sounds more like you're being reassigned,
0: but in reality, it's more like yeah, you just got cut. Like
1: you're done. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's Like we don't they like you much. We're just gonna throw you here, give you this title yeah. and you won't be pitching for us again. But, hey, <laughs> it sounds better than released. Yeah, certainly so. I I guess I won't be opposed to the idea. That's
1: an, it's an interesting idea. I don't think uh, Harvey Kendrick is as much of a utility player as people think he is. More utility yeah. and him only. Kind of just going to be holding down
0: first base. But, I mean, there are worse ideas out there. One-minded. Yeah, I mean, after the year he's coming up and – I'm always a fan of really old guys coming in and mentoring younger guys. you know, Nelson Cruz, so hey. I don't know his starting role. I mean he's gonna get a starting role somewhere because of what he's done. And if you want that to be at first base for the twins, i I guess I don't know the fit fully, but it could happen.
1: If you combine Howie Kendrick's age with Nelson Cruz's age, you'd get a player younger than Sid Hartman. That's that's for certain. Sure. Uh <laughs>
0: yeah the, I guess that's how you look at it the, the joke no one was expecting uh <laughs> I around. didn't know you yeah. were going there just so you're aware as oh, of okay. notice, yeah, because of the yeah. code I, I promise you I was like he's gonna I, I didn't remember the guy's name I was like he's gonna mention him and, oh. and I yep
1: alright all right, sure so,
0: uh, so tell got it Russo's
1: me. I'm not I'm not just ignoring you right now so uh, <laughs> we got Russo's Snacks uh in front of the program, oh, this is a good you know, one what what's your favorite thing about Cooper? A, I'll I go thought long and hard about this question. oh you're <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize this was a, a both of us question. oh of course, they all are
0: um probably his uh sense of humor is outstanding his uh his uh baseball knowledge is top tier, so those are the two things i that <laughs> so that's what I'd go at. I'm talking about okay. the same Cooper over here. Uh, the guy on the Pirates, uh, Garrett Cooper. Oh God! <laughs> I first of all, pretty sure Garrett Cooper is actually on the Marlins right now. I I didn't so. even know, remember if that was his name. I just took it like I was like I remember someone with the last name, and I think he played on this team before. So yeah, it just <laughs> popped up in my head right as you said. Which Cooper are we talking about? So that was yeah. No, I have no idea.
1: <laughs> Yeah, he's on the Marlins. He's never been on the Pirates. And I watched oh, him really? live at the Triple A All Star I watched him live at the Triple A All Star games So you get dunked on kid. He's never uh, been on the Pirates? I don't believe you. No, Yan- Yankees and Marlins. Huh.
0: That's wild.
1: Well, we've talked about Garrett Cooper. I don't know how we can even like move on from there. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I can answer the question. What's my favorite thing about Cooper?
0: Is that he agrees with everything I say. And I like that. Right. It. right. I can't help myself. See, I'm agreeing here. Right. That's all Just I need. <laughs> you agreed with my statement. There we I go. I agree That's, that um, I agree. We've gotten so meta. It's kind of ridiculous. It is, uh, bad,
1: but I love it. All right. So uh, the <laughs> first question from Cody Perkle, what do you guys think about tw- twin signing Matt Moore for Martin Perez lottery pickup this year? Do well in his few starts last year before injury, when the cost not the same as Perez, I'd guess. No.
0: No. Yeah, there you go. We just There's wait for the that answer. For like Twenty minutes. Just that no more yeah. uh, like project signings. Go sign. Yeah. Go sign Zach Wheeler or go sign. I. I don't know if I like Mad Bum or Tyco. Go sign a starting pitcher who's really good and not Matt Moore, please. Oh There we go. Matt Moore is pitching well before injury.
1: I've heard that plenty of times in my life. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. We're kind of kind of being mean, but yeah, it's
0: but, it's, it's kind of where yeah. I'm at right now. Right. If I just, I'm ready to see some big signings. Yeah, let's let, let's stop playing in the kiddie pool. So, mm-hmm.
1: let's see, let's move on. So, kind of the issue when we all when we make three different threads of this, I have to have three different tabs open for all the questions. Uh, I guess Carl Gosman, what do you think of Matt Whistler? We just talked ah. about it. So,
0: hope we answered any of your questions. I guess TLDR, I'm interested. I I guess I mean. I, I, it's great, great news. <laughs> yeah. great stuff. We were we over have. it for like ten minutes. I mean, you know, help this Matt, Matt 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 Weiler. So I am perfectly whelmed by Matty Dub.
1: <laughs> with that,
0: That's so, Uh
1: Next question, uh, Noretta Poke. Again, hope I pronounced that correctly. I doubt I did. Uh, What do you think the Twins will do for a share time catcher now that Castro will likely take a deal elsewhere? Is Osteo ready for a season of 70 uh, appearances alongside Garver? Now, I think you actually talked about this with Tom. Right. Right. You did your uh, thing to some degree. I I don't even know what you'd call that. Your uh, (laughs) live stream? (laughs) Twitter. Live stream. Yeah, the Twitter live stream. And I know we've talked about it. As far as Osteo specifically, I don't think either of us are ready to give him, you know, whatever the lion's share of a catching deal with Garver would be just because well he's not a very good player. So that kind of does hamper things. Um, If you want – now, if you're looking for just a pure, like, we're going to split with Garver, you're going to be looking at a guy like Robinson Chirinos, which I guess won't be the worst thing in the world, but that's kind of what we're dealing with. Uh, If you want to go down my idea – and, you know, sign Yuzmani Grandal and make Mitch your your first baseman, I would not be opposed to that idea either.
0: Hmm. That's, yeah, I like the aggressive ideas, the Rendon Grandal and stuff. But, yeah, yeah, I'm Acadío. I'm – Asadio, I don't I, – he's not getting 70 games in as a catcher next year. That's just not going to happen. He's a guy who would actually probably fit perfectly in the new 26 spot utility. Um, just – he's there. People like him. See what he can do, I guess. But – You're right, he's not that good. Um, Otherwise, Castro, I wouldn't be surprised if he re-signed because they're probably going to do a similar workload to what they did this year, and he's familiar here, so if he doesn't want to leave, they could bring him back. But if they don't, uh, Tom brought up this point, which was really good. Uh, You go for the Astros, guys, because you go for any guy that was on the Astros that you possibly can get any knowledge (laughs) from them possible because (laughs) they're doing something right, so... Go get Truex because I mean he's not bad, and also he can tell you what the Astros are doing and help you out that way. They're smart.
1: Well, why do you think when I wrote my four underrated relievers, literally <laughs> two of them from the Astros?
0: Right. So, Pretty good. I mean, uh, yeah, see, definitely the Astros. If they're ball boy. They're yeah. yeah, anything. The ball boy. They have the give it, the water boy. Just
1: right. You know. <laughs> whatever you can do so some other interesting names I guess I can throw out there interesting is, is a relative term I guess you got guys right. like Steven Vogt, Alex Avila yeah. uh, Austin Romine Travis Darno. It's kind of what we're working with here
0: yeah it's, so, uh, guess. Uh, uh, I'm the, not the interested corpse. in any of them I, I want <laughs> Castro back I think yeah so I can get any yeah, the,
1: the corpse of Jonathan Lucroy. Uh, right the ghost uh, of Ralph Martin. Off. Oh boy. Uh, literally retired Brian McCann, you know, this, <laughs> <laughs> you get the
0: idea. I get it. It's go get, it's tough. It, we're lucky to have Mitch Garver who can play 70%, 65% to 70 of the games, hopefully, so. Yeah. And then throw out, uh, oh geez, it's getting rough, but hopefully Torino or I guess. Yeah. Or Grandall. Well, yeah, I like that, but that's that's an interesting conversation. Yeah. You, would you sure, send Gründel sure. I mean, what's the contract looking like for a guy like Gründel? I – Well idea?
1: Well, uh, like three years, 60,
0: is that? Yeah, that makes no, it unrealistic. Um, no, that's – I'd say about there. Uh, would you sign that for him and then move Mitch to first place? Oh, yeah. Easily, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all right. I probably would. I mean, I find it extremely unlikely, but I would do that. It'd be, you know, you got, then you got an all star at like every position, so then, there you go. I like it. And then Rendon at third, of course, just to top it off, so. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, of course, Ed, they're going to sign, you know, you're right. Rendon and Grandall <laughs> and
0: Strasburg and Cole and, you know, just. Well, yeah, why wouldn't they do that? It seems obvious. Yeah. Otherwise, they're just OLED pocket protectors or something.
1: <laughs> I, don't I don't even know if we've used that term yet, so there you go.
0: I uh, hate it. It's just, it just sounds so cliche and stupid. I don't know.
1: I will say it is a great litmus test regarding uh, my interest in ever, con- like, conversing with you again. Right. So. <laughs> if I ever see that, that's like an automatic mute, and I'm just like, all right, cool. I don't have to deal with that anymore. So <laughs> Yeah, I will it's say clear. We'll say, getting back on track, I looked it up. Uh, MLB Trade Rumors projects Grandol for four years, 68 mil. So I was off a little bit, but I think I still do that. Four years, how much?
0: 68. Oh, okay. Oh, so less per year, but another year. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, why not? If we're going to pull the trigger on this move, let's do it. That's be uh, <laughs> great. Sweet. Why is not we signed already? What are we doing? Uh, <laughs> well, oh, man. Didn't he go for oh, yeah. last year? But for like 10 mil a year or something? It wasn't 10
1: mil. I I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. It was I think a two year deal. Um, okay. With a decent AAV, but he still took uh, the deal with the Brewers. It was a weird situation. I I forget off the top of my head. I, he
0: did get less than a lot of people thought he was going to get. Right, but I think it it's the qualifying offer situation. Yeah, but it's gone. He'll get was, the money.
1: Yeah, it was a qualifying offer, and I think he also made some comment regarding, like, setting a precedent for catchers after him. And I think it was more to do with, like, he was getting crap deals and he didn't want to sign them to screw over, like, the next wave guys. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that was it. I I forget. I might look it up afterwards, but there's something like that. Did he know the catchers after him are literally (laughs) nowhere near as good as him (laughs) I, well, he, he's not going to insult them, I don't think. <laughs> he's a strong catcher's coalition. You don't want to – that's just what we do. Yeah, that's our job. That's not his job. <laughs> right. All right.
0: Do they have, like,
1: a catcher's group chat where they just, like,
0: <laughs> listen to each one of our episodes. I mean, yeah, they talk. totally talk <laughs> about it, yeah. I'd say so. I mean, it only makes sense. Now that Mitch Garver's back on Twitter, he probably organized it.
1: Ooh, you're right. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are catcher means like? What What is that like? All right, we should. When the, the ball gets on. all right. <laughs> when Mike Clevenger throws his eighth straight slider in the dirt, just like. All right, moving on. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> moving on from the best joke I've ever made. All right. Um, we got uh, and then Twin Pinions. Uh, we're down to the last few questions at this point uh everybody's talking about trading rosario warranted agreed not many people talking about who would fill in the outfield to replace him What would be the best and or most realistic replacement uh yeah free agent signing slash trade cave slash way junior or untested prospect so we did i mean we've talked about it other people have talked about it this is even in the first month, a fairly exhausted topic the trading of rosario in fact, it got so exhausted that There's an article on Twins Daily right now about why you should not trade Rosario, so that's kind of where we're at right now. (laughs) Uh, We've gone full circle. But it is an interesting question because, you know, we have talked about it and then just kind of like – but we've already – we've said it, like, in preparation for, like, the Alex Kierwas and Trevor Larnix, then that raises the question, how ready are they? Uh, So Mm -hmm. I don't think they are currently. So I don't know if I – I don't think I head in with either of those guys. Uh, I, I would be interested in, like, Matt Joyce for a year. I don't know. Put up an 858 OPS last year. Uh, probably would come sheep. I don't know if you can get him to, like, five or six mil. Just cover for one year, maybe even half a year until, you know, one of those guys is ready, and then you can just call him up. So I think I think
0: that's the direction I go. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. You just bring in someone like because I also agree that, but- uh, Kirilov, Barnick not ready, but hopefully by late August or early September, if not earlier than that, they'll be ready to take the role. I mean, Kirilov is looking close, that's for sure. I I made, like, my own little off-season blueprint, blueprint a while ago. I don't know why, just because I was bored, so it was fun. But I <laughs> gave the twins a Visayo Garcia, 796 OPS uh, last season, 332 OBP. 464 slug, 112 WRC plus, quality hitter, he's average fielder, not great, but one-year deal, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to hold the role for you for seasons to come, like Rosario is expected, would be expected to, and he's probably getting paid around the same as Rosario is, except, you know, you can get things for Rosario if you trade him away. So, better player, around the same money, and – he would fit. I mean, obviously not a long-term solution, just a fill-in like Matt Joyce. So, but if you want to go trades, I would go for just you know a low-end guy, mookie bets or uh, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> what yeah. if I did that? Get mookie bets? Wow! Like,
1: be one hell of an outfield. It'd be one hell of a defensive <laughs> outfield. There's no way, right? <laughs> I mean, no. Like it's not right. happening. Okay. But I mean.
0: But it'd be big, cool. that that quite yeah. literally would be nothing falls but raindrops. Yeah, yeah, remember? Yeah, that didn't quite happen this year when Rosario had a negative seventeen outs above average, which was the worst in baseball. The <laughs> worst in baseball. Worst in yeah. Domingo Santana literally kicking balls in left field. <laughs> oh man, oh, it was it was it was fun. It was a fun ride. It was, I, I've always described
1: Rosario's defense as like a golden retriever. Like he has <laughs> the energy and the want to do it, but like it's, it's just like sometimes things.
0: Yeah, he's just like running around, and you're just like, what is he doing? What's what's happening? Uh, and it was yeah, like it got noticeable this year. Like obviously, when you're the literal worst defender in baseball according to statistics, you'll notice it. But yeah, I mean, by midseason we were all kind of going, what is going on here? So it was rough. It was to say the least. So. There's, there's that. Uh, I guess we limited our options to what Joyce, Joyce, yeah. uh, Kierloff, uh, Joyce Kierloff, Betts, or Garcia. Those are the four. Those are the, a
1: dip, very uh,
0: differing choices
1: on <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: levels. We, we did settle. Um, I guess I I think we both settled on the give one of these guys a one year deal that can perform at the level of Eddie Rosario, and uh, then you know then they'll be out when Kirloff's ready. Yeah. All right.
1: So last question here then uh, from Faith. Uh, how much will the organization address pitching internally versus externally? I didn't see this part. Also, what was your favorite animal? So, uh, what
0: <laughs> yeah, we Who said said I don't was our favorite,
1: favorite animal? Uh, it's uh, on my. When I asked, if no one asked a the question, then we literally might spend 30 minutes talking about Matt Whistler. Gotcha. Um, it was just sent, like. 25 minutes ago, so Um, let's see, internally versus externally. So I see this as like a two-parter. I'm going to kind of answer this. Uh, I see them addressing a lot of the bullpen internally. Um, I do think uh, beyond Whistler, I think they do like re-sign Romo or maybe go sign Pomerantz or do something like that and then kind of fill out uh, as they please, you know, with like the Devin Smeltzers or like the, you know, insert name here of the world. Uh, but then when it comes to the starting rotation, I do see a lot of that uh, being addressed externally with free agent signings or trades or what have you. So I think that's how I'm going to answer that question. It's going to be a, kind of a split.
0: Yeah, strangely enough, I will have to say I am on the same boat as you hear. I, oh, wow. <laughs> bull, bullpen will be addressed. I don't think they'll make a big splash bullpen. Pomerantz is probably like top end what they will acquire for bullpen because they've got a nice bullpen. So how many times did I say bullpen there? Anyway, uh <laughs> starting, rotation. starting rotation, as you said, hopefully externally, that would be the best way to go about it. If it's internally, then we are going to be really mad, and the podcast will be full of us just really enraged, which could be fun, but I hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> so we'll, yeah, it'll be great. We'll
1: tear off my shirt in a fit of rage.
0: <laughs> and uh... Oh, boy. Yeah, that'd be fun. It'd be a good time. Uh, but, no, I think they will address it externally with hopefully some big-name guys and not the Martin Perez types. Just really, really ragging on Martin Perez in this episode. it's well, really giving okay. him the business. We've done it all year. May as well finish it off. now that he's gone. <laughs> I guess. Jeez.
1: Um,
0: so is that uh, – well, actually,
1: no, the second part of the question then, uh, what are your favorite animal? Oh, man. So, uh
0: super. what is your favorite animal? I – you can't just spring this on me, dude. I got to, like, think because I – I don't know. So, I will go with the – I got to go – I'm going to go Turtle. I'm going to go Turtle. Turtle? That's, yeah, I'm just going to – I'm going to roll with it. First thing that popped in my head, and I was trying to think of other things, but I couldn't do it, so I'm going to stick with Turtle. I don't You're have a favorite turtle. animal.
1: I like no, I, I like the turtle.
0: Yeah, that's like a good me. answer.
1: So, let's see. I think I'm gonna have well, ironically you said turtle, but then I also don't like Williams Uh I guess it so has something to do with it as well.
0: Yeah, yikes. So, all right. I'm gonna do a. i
1: am got, well, got two different answers here. As far as like I like house pets, and, like animals, I'm a big cat guy. So oh, you I love serious?
0: cats. Yeah. yeah. What? Are you telling me you're not? my dog's hanging out up here with me right now <laughs> all right well
1: i should answer this also right now uh, i cannot own pets in my house right uh, that right. would that would uh, be against my lease that i signed <laughs> so this is this is like a, a personal thing yeah well my i guess my dog hates you now so
0: deal with all that right.
1: that's cool all right i'm going to add that to my twitter bio is hated by <laughs> Cooper's dog that i've never met uh
0: that's outstanding. Let's see. All right, good.
1: Let's see where where is was I going with that? Oh yeah, so the cat. But as far as like, I guess more exotic animals go, I'm a big fan of hippos.
0: Love me <laughs> hippos. All right, I, of
1: course, the hippo. I mean, I, I'm not a against hippos. Yeah, it's good. Let's see. Let's. We're we're a very anti hippo podcast. <laughs> it's in. Just a, there we
0: were. I thought I thought so anyway. I thought we were Let's actually see. anti-Cat, but here we are.
1: I, I didn't know we were anti-anything until... Yeah, either, I'm just up. But yeah. Martin says, obviously. That's but. true. <laughs> harsh, but true. Right. But harsh, but fair. <laughs> That's how we... It's our motto.
0: <laughs> That's... Right. Uh, fair, I, yeah, I can, I can see that, I guess.
1: Mm. Sure. It's why not? Rough. <laughs> it certainly rough. Certainly rough. Uh, well, that is, this is the end of our our written content, I believe.
0: Wow, two weeks. Yeah, it's. I don't know how much, how long we've been doing this. Uh, I can't see. Oh well, but it's been good.
1: Uh, yeah, this one. well, this one came out a little bit shorter. This is, I believe, this is going to hit the hit the eighty-seven minute mark that we all seem to nail. Uh, Dang. <laughs> yeah, we're about ten minutes short on that one. So tragic um it kind of speaks to the off season where we literally wait two weeks and it's still less than the normal episode we'd have during the regular season
0: uh yeah we also covered various topics that we would not be covering during the regular season because we would actually cover real things that are happening instead of hippos and <laughs> stuff so here we are yeah That's great yeah,
1: I guess the the reaches a new uh, off season low where I, I literally talk about hippos.
0: <laughs> anyway, it was
1: fun, I guess. So that's where we are. Yeah, we we had fun. That's all that matters, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: All right. Well, been good talking. Great episode. Uh, can't wait to watch the Vikings tonight get blown out in prime time as they do. It'll be
0: horrible. Yeah.
1: It'll be tragic. They're playing a good team in prime time. That means
0: Kirk Cousins is going to throw three interceptions. All right, score Uh predictions. Ready? Oh, do we have – all right. Uh, Cowboys, 24, Vikings, 17. Sorry. Ooh. I was going to say 24 to 14, actually, so I was close. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't predict a win, so when they lose, I won't be too let down. You just got to go into it like that, you know? (laughs)
1: <laughs> this and is the prime win, Minnesota mentality.
0: Right, because then when they, if they do win, you'll be like, wow, I didn't expect that. It's great. Pleasantly well, surprised they actually did <laughs> Exactly. It works. Yeah. Oh, I have yeah. to know about it with the Twins and every year.
1: <laughs> so
0: it really
1: does explain a lot regarding uh, Minnesota mentality. for <laughs> Oh, well, it's fun. All right, well, there's that. I'm done. Fuck. Uh, Minnesota sports and hippos. right. Uh, <laughs> can't wait to record in two more weeks where we talk about God knows what.
0: Right. <laughs> that is great. Uh, anyway, I think that's all we got. Yeah,
1: that's all we got. So, so yeah. Have a, have a fun two weeks of the off season. It won't be fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's just depressing. All right, goodbye. Oh, all right, see yeah. you.